Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Friday, September 27th, 2019. There is real perversion in the church. That is what Pope Francis admitted in a private talk with Jesuits in Mozambique on September 5th, the transcript of which was just released yesterday by La Civiltà Cattolica. Of course, we're talking about the great evil of clericalism that is afflicting the Vatican II sect and endangering the salvation of souls everywhere. Quote, clericalism demands that the shepherd always stays ahead, sets a course, and punishes with excommunication those who stray from the flock. In short, the very opposite of what Jesus did. Clericalism condemns, separates, beats, and despises the people of God. Clericalism has a direct consequence in rigidity. Have you never seen young priests all stiff in black cassocks and hats in the shape of the planet Saturn on their heads? Behind all the rigid clericalism, there are serious problems. I had to intervene recently in three dioceses with problems that expressed themselves in these forms of rigidity that concealed moral problems and imbalances." Well, the world is no doubt relieved to hear that the Frankster is personally stepping in to crack down on such grave immorality in dioceses throughout the world. It's just a different kind of accompaniment, you see? Another thing the Argentinian apostate said in this talk is the following, and make sure you're seated. Quote, Today I felt a certain bitterness after a meeting with young people. A woman approached me with a young man and a young woman. I was told they were part of a slightly fundamentalist movement. She said to me in perfect Spanish, Your Holiness, I am from South Africa. This boy was a Hindu and converted to Catholicism. This girl was Anglican and converted to Catholicism. But she told me in a triumphant way, as though she was showing off a hunting trophy. I felt uncomfortable and said to her, Madam, evangelization, yes, proselytism, no, unquote. Yeah, that's typical Bergoglio right there. Hey, dude, this woman was thrilled to death that her two friends had been rescued from false religions in which there is no salvation. The first one was rescued from the wicked idolatry of Hinduism, in which people worship cows, and I'm not even going to say what else. And the second one was rescued from a Protestant sect that is founded on adultery. A Catholic would be thrilled to hear that. And bless God in thanksgiving. Instead, the Frankster is uncomfortable because he suspects the woman proselytized. You know what? She probably did. And now she is excited. She is joyful because her proselytism bore fruit, because she brought two souls from the kingdom of the devil into the kingdom of God. Well, at least she thinks it's the kingdom of God. I mean, it's novel sort of sect, but you know, you, you get the idea. And so that's why she's excited. She's like the shepherd who's found the lost sheep, like the father who receives his prodigal son, like the woman who's found the growth that she lost and calling her friends, she tells them, rejoice with me, because I have found the groat which I had lost. See Luke 15, 9. And what does Bergoglio do? He abrades her for triumphalism. 
Well, you know, it is cause for rejoicing when Christ triumphs over Satan, when truth triumphs over error, when light triumphs over darkness, when virtue triumphs over vice, when grace triumphs over sin. As St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, Now thanks be to God, who always maketh us to triumph in Christ Jesus, and manifesteth the odor of his knowledge by us in every place. And uh, we'll look at one more outrageous excerpt from Bergoglio's chat with his fellow Jesuits in Mozambique. The apostate from Buenos Aires repeated once more his heresy, or at least grave error, that sins against the sixth commandment are among the least serious of sins. Here's what he said, quote, One dimension of clericalism is the exclusive moral fixation on the sixth commandment. Once a Jesuit, a great Jesuit, told me to be careful in giving absolution because the most serious sins are those that are more angelical, pride, arrogance, dominion, and the least serious are those that are less angelical, such as greed and lust. We focus on sex and then we do not give way to social injustice, slander, gossip, and lies. The church today needs a profound conversion in this area, unquote. What utter, utter baloney. Now, he said this once before, two years ago, in the book-length interview conducted by Dominique Walton, published in the United States under the title A Future of Faith, The Path of Change in Politics and Society. And this attitude of his explains why he is so lax about matters of sexual morality. The problem is, it's simply not true that sins of lust are among the least serious of sins. Quite the contrary. Now, of course, there are sins that are worse than those against the Sixth Commandment, and it's not like sins contrary to purity are unforgivable or anything. Of course, they can be forgiven. But the vice of lust does not admit of light matter, which means that any sin of lust committed with full knowledge and consent is a mortal sin and deprives the soul of sanctifying grace. Because of the weakness of the flesh, which is the result of original sin, the sin of lust is very easy to fall into. And it doesn't take much for that kind of sin to become habitual. So sins against the sixth commandment are among the most serious of sins because they're easy to commit and so hard to get out of. And they have such grave consequences. I mean, they can destroy marriages. So what Bergoglio is doing is he's gravely harming the souls of his listeners by spouting this nonsense. When the Blessed Mother appeared at Fatima in 1917 to warn the world of God's impending chastisement, she didn't complain about lies, gossip, or social injustice. Although I'm not trying to make light of those sins. No, she warned that more souls go to hell for sins against purity than for any other sin. And that makes sense if you think about it. A man who does not guard his eyes, for example, can easily commit adultery in his heart, as Christ says, just by looking lustfully at a woman. And so that sort of thing can happen just by being careless. On the other hand, it usually takes real malice to lie about someone, for example, or to commit fraud. 
So for Francis to say that uh, sexual sins are among the least serious, that is completely false and very dangerous. Look at what St. Alphonsus Liguori said about that. And believe me, he knew a little bit about Catholic moral theology. Quote, My brother, do not say, as many do, that sins against chastity are light sins and that God bears with them. What, do you say that is a light sin? But it is a mortal sin. And if it is a mortal sin, one act of it, that would be only the consent to a wicked thought, is sufficient to send you to hell. No fornicator hath inheritance in the kingdom of Jesus Christ and of God. Ephesians 5.5 5. Unquote. So no, we don't need a profound conversion on this matter. If anyone needs conversion, it's Francis. In fact, perhaps one reason why there have been so many horrific sexual abuse cases in the Novus Ordo Church is precisely because so many of the perpetrators had convinced themselves, like Francis, that sexual sins are just not that big of a deal. Unlike, you know, rigidity and clericalism, Saturn-shaped hats. Now those are a real danger to salvation, and Francis may just have to withhold absolution. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.